the patients that have come in that have been treated conventionally with costochondritis have reported to us that it was very ineffective. You know, I want to share with, share with you another finding that I'm seeing, right? I'm just calling it a finding. We've had people that are very fit that have costochondritis mm. as they've been doing sports and working out rigorously all their life and they just develop more scar tissue. So Dr. Taylor, you know, is there hope for these patients? Welcome to the Taylor Method for Pain-Free Living podcast. My name is Dr. Hudson Taylor, and we have Dr. Derek Taylor on the show today as well. Today, we're going to be discussing uh, three uh, important uh, topics regarding costochondritis, right? So costochondritis, especially if you've ever had it or experienced it, is, is a very serious and debilitating condition. We're going to dive into it. Dr. Derek Taylor. Um, what is costochondritis? Well, costochondritis is inflammation of the cartilage here along the sternum where the ribs attach from the thoracic spine here to the sternum. Mm. And it's usually caused by some type of trauma to that area. It might be somebody, they're playing a sport and a ball or they had an impact here to the chest. Um, I've seen it with patients come to the office and somebody gave them a big bear hug. Uh, I had to uh, think of a patient that came in and they had a, an adjustment that was a little bit too forceful. Um, and it, it can also come on insidiously from just past accumulated traumas that, is, that have accumulated in the body. And either way, those that trauma there, whether it is a macro trauma, meaning like an, an injury that has occurred from the past from a sports injury or some other incident, or microtrauma, that's something that's just occurred through the activities of daily living over time. These, this area becomes very inflamed and it's very painful and debilitating. The pain can not just be here in the chest, but it can also radiate to the back and along the ribs and along the sides and the flanks. So it's it's a pretty painful condition. Yeah. So going back to you know what exactly it is, you mentioned a couple of words here, like the sternum, the cartilage, and the ribs. So, you know, if you look at this model here and you see the, you're, you're looking at, or you have someone's chest, right? What exactly is becoming inflamed or, uh, or painful? Yeah, well, it's right there, right where the ribs attached onto the sternum. So, okay, so, so right the ribs, here. ribs attached to the cartilage and the cartilage attached to the ribs. And so those areas and through there, it can be, right where your finger is right there or where it yeah. attaches onto the sternum okay, or anywhere along the pain can be felt anywhere though, but it's usually like going to be a inflammation in those areas in the front yeah. chest. So you have, so you have the ribs here that run along and then, then it starts to become cartilage, right? Yes. And then that cartilage attaches to the sternum, right? And the, the breastbone or the, the middle of the chest. So, you're saying that sometimes the patient can have pain where the where the rib bone attaches to the beginning of the cartilage here, and then right. sometimes they can have pain along that, and then even where the cartilage attaches to the sternum. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Okay. Yeah, it can be along anywhere. There's anywhere where the ribs, from where it's mostly going to be in the front, but we've seen it refer and radiate pain up to the side where the flanks are, where even where the rib is, apart from the cartilage. 
and also that grows around the back because in between those ribs there you have intercostal muscles that can develop scar tissue and uh be an exacerbating condition to costochondritis okay got it so in between the rib muscles there's there's muscles right in between the ribs muscles. muscles correct intercostal muscles Inter so those are called inter in between the ribs costal muscles right? right so um so those areas can become painful as well correct correct it seems like patients who have this condition like it can become so painful that sometimes they go to the emergency room right have you seen that right before? yeah they think they're having a heart attack especially uh -huh. when it's on the left side of the body yeah, it can it can be so painful and uh, so sharp and and it since it's affecting the ribs and it's affecting those intercostal muscles, it can affect their breathing. It can affect their um, you know, it can mimic symptoms of a heart attack and so they're scared so they'll go to the emergency room and that's where they're often first diagnosed because they'll run a bunch of a battery of tests and they'll determine no, this is not coming from your heart. Your heart looks good. Uh, this is, we are going to look at this as costochondritis. And so, but the, the challenging part for that is um, the treatments we've, the patients that have come in that have had been, that have been treated conventionally with costochondritis have reported to us that it was very ineffective, uh, whether it's steroid injections there or medications that they're given. Uh, there's really no other treatment that they give because, um, you know, it's a very delicate area and it's pretty complicated. It can be pretty complicated. And um, the, one of the biggest reasons why it's not resolved is because it's just, it's that those areas there are laden with scar adhesive scar tissue that has not been addressed or discovered that's causing those imbalances and the pain and so they can get all the injections they want and they can get take all the medications they want. But till you address that scar tissue and relieve that and alleviate it, that's not going to resolve. Yeah. So you we, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. So so there's right off the bat, there's there's three three tissues that are involved in the inflammation of costochondritis, right? So there's the there's the rib bone itself. That could be inflamed. There's the cartilage itself, the breastbone, right? So the bones, the cartilage, and then even the muscles in between, right? Correct. So the right then, right off the bat, there's multiple things that are involved here, which is why, you know, when 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 they're treated at the emergency room, it can. That's why it probably can be tough to pinpoint right. the exact right treatment because it's already a complex issue right off the bat. Right. right. And then you're so, when you say cartilage and bone, you're also talking about the joint where the bones and the cartilage uh, meet. And the joint that too. little that junction there where those two meet, cartilage and bone, uh, that is often inflamed and problematic. But that's usually secondary to the scar tissue that is right. formed in those areas. So, you know, before we dive into the scar tissue, a lot of times too, have you seen patients with costochondritis who also start to develop shoulder pain? Yeah, right? absolutely. Or even elbow pain or neck pain. Yes. Right? Back pain. It does. It, yes. it seems to spread. Right. It's all well. <clears throat> I'm not sure if that's if it, that's spreading or if that is what is a contributing factor that 
led mm. to the cause of chondritis in the first place. Okay, okay. Right. Got so it. oftentimes when we have people come in with costal chondritis, one of the first places we're working is actually the back, mm-hmm. the muscles back. in the back, right. because everything's connected and everything in uh, every part of the body influences the other parts of the body. And so you have dyskinesia in the scapula there. You have a scapula that's not working properly. It's not yeah. moving properly. And you have 21 different muscles that connect to that scapula, that, sh- that shoulder um, bone there. And if that is not functioning properly, that's going to be pulling on the those tissues and those structures in the front, contributing a lot to the costochondritis. And so oftentimes okay. we're doing a lot of work to the paraspinals, the rhomboids, all the rotator cuff muscles, all so, the muscles there in the back, as well as the neck and shoulder. You know, I, I had a patient who uh, he's in his 20s now, but when he was in middle school, he got he was uh, his friends. You know, him, we're all, we're monking around in the locker room. And one of his friends pulled the shoulder too hard and the shoulder dislocated. And then he got the shoulder relocated. But then after that, he started to develop pain in the ribs and it led to chronic costochondritis that he had for for years. Right. Mm-hmm. So it actually, the, his costochondritis all began after a shoulder injury. Right. right. And then you mentioned that also the back is involved, the shoulder blade that goes along the rib cages involved, the neck, et cetera. So, you know, like you said, sometimes costochondritis, the pain in the chest can come from areas that are, that are totally, uh, that are next to the chest, but not necessarily right, right on it, like the shoulder, the back. Right. And so you have this, this, this dysfunctional joints there, whether it's the shoulder or the neck or the back or the, uh, the, the, the front chest area. And this areas, they're not, remediated they're not resolved and it just perpetuates a lot of times they they'll tell people when they go to the emergency room oh this thing should resolve in a week or two uh, we've seen people with costochondritis for years <laughs> for so years. root cause root cause number one you mentioned uh old injuries and traumas that could even be outside of the chest shoulder Absolutely. traumas shoulder blade traumas back traumas yeah. You know, accidents, falls, slips and falls, right? That's root. That's one of the root causes an old right. trauma that may not seem to be related, but it is. It totally Correct. is. Right? Yes. And then number two, you mentioned what's something called adhesive scar tissue, right? Correct. So what, what, it, just what's briefly, what exactly is that? And, and how, how does that cause inflammation of the rib cage and the cartilage? Well, adhesive scar tissue is, you know, your muscles and the soft tissues are formed with like uh, fibers that align up parallel to each other. And you'll have a trauma and they'll separate and the body sends blood to that area. That's what causes inflammation. But within that blood, you have little cells called fibroblasts that just those fibers are separated. So these fibroblasts come in and just lay out all this collagen everywhere to and fibrous tissue to to mend that 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 tissue and then mm-hmm. what happens instead of realigning like this it is just going to be a conglomeration of tissue and it's like uh that area that tissue becomes less elastic it pulls on the surrounding joints that it's uh connected to and that tissue being shortened causes the dysfunction and the uh, the lack of that body and ability ability to work properly, and so that will perpetuate 
inflammation in those areas and, and cause pain. So you got to break that up. So it's like a tangled up knot of just tissue, fibrous tissue. tissue. It's like a, yeah, it's, it's like, like a, it's like, of, the, you know, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, your muscles should be like filet mignon. This is like, becomes like chuck steak. Okay. You know? This is like a thick, like dollar yeah. 99 a pound. It's just like chuck steak. It's, it's fibrous. It's like gristle. And right. so all of that creates a lot of imbalances and uh, you have to address that area. You have to yeah. um, correct that. We've seen people, there's, they purchase like the back, that, so many of the patients, they go on resolve, they buy the back pod and they're laying on that. But I've never seen that resolve somebody's causing chondritis. Maybe it, Maybe it has been helping some people and yeah, no, definitely. come to see us, but no doubt. you know, they're laying on that to try to open that up. But whether it's exercises or laying on a back pot or injections, if you're not addressing a scar tissue, um, it's not going to resolve the problem. And, and, you know, quick work on the, on the back pot. No, it seems like there's always been some sort of relief or improvement. Maybe yes, maybe not. Right. It's kind of helped it, but it's not going to help someone if the root cause of their costochondritis is coming from, you know, the shoulder, right? Or really right. deep, uh, deeply embedded scar tissue in the rib cage that, that a massage ball or a foam roller or a back pod can't necessarily get to because it's so deep, right? Right? Yeah, well, so, back pod is not designed to break up scar tissue. It's just designed... Take pressure off, right? To open up that open up that area and it's because it's like right. this and it's pulling and so but it's it's all the patients that have have uh come to see me that have gotten it they none of them have ever told me that it it brought even brought real, any type of relief so yeah. Yeah. but i you know that's that i'm i'm just speaking from what patients have told me that have come to see us maybe there's some that have benefited from that but none yeah. to that we've seen right so you have the old injury and the old accident that was never addressed the scar tissue the tangled up chuck stick can can happen and then that scar tissue can start to pull pull and throw up pull on other areas like the chest it can start to cause a, a a stream of inflammation right that can creep into the chest right it all it's all interconnected yeah, and the challenge right. of why why is prolonged too is because all your you, all the breathing muscles are attached to that, so you're uh, constantly breathing, breathing yeah. right? Yeah. You're breathing inhaling, muscles. exhaling. You have lungs, uh, lung tissue underneath that, and yeah. so that kind of <sighs> perpetuates the issue, and their breathing becomes more shallow, yeah. which affects the rhythm of their breath, and and so it can be pretty complicated. By the time people come to get in and see us. And Dr. Taylor, you know, you think about the intercostal nerves or the little nerves that come out of the spine, right? Mm -hmm. Those, those nerves wrap all the way around and they go into the chest too, right? Correct. Yeah. And those nerves get um, trapped in that scar tissue. Trapped. Yeah. It's those subcutaneous nerves that get trapped in that scar tissue. It's like in a mesh Mm -hmm. and um, they're constantly irritated. They're constantly there's there's constant interference, right. which creates issues for them, and this is um, a, a big problem for patients. So another another root cause is the nerve entrapment from the scar tissue. The nerves that mm-hmm. are being squashed by the by the tissue, right? 
Right. You know, I want to share with, share with you another finding that I'm seeing, right? I'm just calling it a finding. It's it's a finding that I've seen over and over in patients with costochondritis. And I've noticed this. A lot of, of the male clients who have costochondritis also have, I've seen this called gynecomastia, right? Which is which is the formation of like a breast tissue almost like in the, mm -hmm. in the males where the, right. the, the area starts. Now, I've noticed that over and over again, and it's just, I couldn't help but, but tie the two together, right? What's, let me ask you, what is that, that gynecomastia or the, the, that breast formation in the, in the male? What's that a, a sign of? Well, uh, there's a lot of different reasons for that, but one of the most common ones is just estrogen dominance. Estrogen dominance. Right? Yeah, they're estrogen dominant. Yeah. They're eating foods that have been laden with uh, hormones, you know, mm. cow's milk or cheese or uh, <laughs> hormones injected in, uh, you know, conventional beef and chicken. And mm. these hormones are designed to um, make the animal fatter so they can get more meat and they can be more profitable. But those are passed on into the into our, as humans and then it'll create estrogen dominance. And so with that estrogen hormone increase you'll see breasts start to develop with right. uh, male and then that additional weight on the chest also pulls on those rib muscles and so one of the signs of estrogen dominance is that men will have these men and women they'll have those little little red dots mm -hmm. on their chest or their different parts of their body um, these little red dots are a sign that they're in estrogen dominance. And so um, that that creates an issue for them and their their hormones are out of balance. And yeah, that's a really good observation that you've made. I really never even thought of that. So that Doc hormone imbalance, thank you. So that hormone imbalance in the males looks like the gynecomastia, but then also how how is the quality of their muscles, right? Yeah, and the, like yeah, and their tissue. Fast. Right. Like how is it is it normal or is it easily more inflamed? Right. Yeah, I, I how, think how, what gonna, would you say? I think it's gonna be a little in a little bit of, in a weakened state and they're gonna it's gonna weakened be state. And, and more susceptible inflamed. for tears and more susceptible for problems. And just inflammation that just does not go away, right? Correct. I mean it's all that's a really good observation that you've made. I really never even thought of that. So that no, hormone imbalance, thank you. So that hormone imbalance in the males looks like the gynecomastia, but then also how how is the quality of their muscles, right? Yeah, and the, like yeah, and their tissue. Fast. Right. Like how is it is it normal or is it easily more inflamed? Right. Yeah, I, I how, think how, how, what gonna, would you say? I think it's gonna be a little in a little bit of in a weakened state and they're gonna it's gonna weakened be state. And, and more susceptible inflamed. for tears and more susceptible for problems. And just inflammation that just does not go away. Right. Correct. I mean it's all it's all all works together the healthier some yeah. the, the poorer the health of someone that comes in them and if they have costochondritis the longer and the more prolonged it becomes yet on the con on the flip side of that you have we've had people that are very fit that have costochondritis mm. and that fitness is their body is very fit and they taking good care of themselves challenging part with those people is they've been doing sports and working out rigorously all their life and they just develop more scar tissue because they're working out they're 
scar tissue is, is developed when they're, they're breaking down muscle. So they're working out. That's a one way of uh, breaking yeah. down that muscle and developing scar. That's how the muscle grows and gets larger. Right. So they start to, they've been, they have a lifestyle of, of fitness and working out for decades. And then this is just, they, they never get any, the scar tissue work where that's being maintained or looked at or kept at check. And so now they have some type of trauma or some type of incident that sets them off and they can't get out of that, that storm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So, so in those cases, would, would you say that, that the cause of their chondritis is primarily, it's more of a scar tissue physical aspect where they're healthy, they're fit, they're eating well, but you know, they just got a lot of unresolved tension that's just built up. Absolutely. Right? Sure. But then what happens when you have a, a person that, you know, you know, just more of a normal person that doesn't train a lot and they're just, you know, maybe they play video games a lot or, or they, they have a desk job, right? They don't exercise all the time, but then, you know, they, they get their chest bumped and next thing you know, they have chondritis for the next two years, right? Well, everything they're doing is in front, right? So okay. their shoulders are rolled forward. Everything yeah. tightens up in there. You know, they're doing this all day long. And so everything gets tight. And then now they, they create a, a bump. Now this that tissue is already shortened. Already now shortened. you create scar tissue in there. Now you just shortened it even more. So it's like adding mm. fuel to the fires, pouring like gasoline the on broke it. Broke the camel's back, right? Right. And then yeah. then they're constantly they still stay in that state and then they can't get out of that there. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's it can and this is uh this is another factor that yeah. needs to be looked at. Here's another thing I noticed too with, with some of the feet more female the, the uh, female patients. Three patients I had were female recently. One of them uh, just just got pregnant, right? She just got pregnant. She was also eating a lot of soy too. Mm -hmm. Soy. The second one uh, started after the, her costochondritis started, uh, and and it just so happened that she just started doing sh soy protein shakes for the the past two weeks mm -hmm. right yeah. then i had another lady where you know she uh works at or worked at uh, starbucks eating a lot of foods from from starbucks that she chose that were just not healthy and then also you know i'm sure a lot of those foods were, were laced with a lot of those inflammatory compounds and chemicals so you know soy is a major driver of like toxic estrogen levels right and yes. a lot of it a lot of soy is genetically modified right right um so that's just a common thing that we know that i noticed i just want well to it goes it back there. to just inflammatory foods in general you know like whether it's gluten or dairy or um, sugar or something processed um yeah. that food if their body's sensitive to it that's going to create even more inflammation at the joint level yeah. or in those areas and exacerbate the problem. So, so diving into the treatment aspect of costochondritis, I would, I, I would, I'm going to ask you a question here. I want to, I also want to say that, look, you have to, if there's any of those components in your, in your lifestyle with the food, the diet, the, the, the inflammatory things like soy, sugar, dairy, gluten, et cetera, you have to consider making a significant change to your diet in conjunction with any treatments that you get, mm -hmm. right? You're going to get better results like that. You may, you, you may not have to, right? But you're, you're going to get better results if you start cleaning that stuff up, right? Correct. Absolutely. And I, I want to ask you, you know, what's, what's a proper treatment for costochondritis? Well, you got to um, 
first you got to identify where the imbalances are and looking primarily a lot at that adhesive scar tissue. And so we use our Taylor method uh, evaluation to figure out exactly where that is and where it's coming from. And uh, we start to go after it as far as breaking up the scar tissue using various forms of modalities and uh, technology to break it up. And uh, when you do that, uh, you can see instantaneous improvement and relief, even from the first visit. And, um, it's, and you know, they, they finally have a sense, a ray of hope. But what happens is it feels good when they're at the visit, but when they leave, then the pain comes back to a degree, not as bad, but it's still there because there's layers of adhesions. Layers. And this is yeah. taken, you know, the comp compensation patterns that have developed over time have get, gotten ingrained in the body, which has made it more ingrained in there to, and more difficult to relieve the, that scar tissue. And the other thing is people that come to see us that have a costochondritis, mm. if they had come when they, when they first started experiencing the pain, mm -hmm. you could cut down the treatment frequency and, and time of relieving it in half. Mm. But we often see people that, that have come, um, they've been waiting for weeks, months, years, um, and uh, at this point, it's become so complex that it takes time to to resolve. We've seen costochondritis resolve anywhere between six to thirty six visits, or even more. Sometimes yeah. it's less. Sometimes you, you can, if they get it, catch it early enough, and it's not as complicated, you can resolve it in a visit or two. But everybody's different, right? And everybody mm. comes with a different degree of of uh, stressors that have been affecting the body and and you just have to go after that. And once that adhesive scar tissue has been addressed, you also need to uh, get the uh, the joints aligned with adjustments, but you have to be really careful when you're adjusting costochondritis because one wrong move, you can exacerbate it and make it worse. So, and this I, is what I, um, this is what can happen if somebody has, uh, they have costochondritis and they get adjusted an area and it's too forceful or it's the wrong, wrong mm -hmm. level or the wrong specificity and re reducing that subluxation. Uh, we've seen things get exacerbated with that. So you have to, you have to treat that um, very careful. And you have to be really specific on where you're adjusting, not just in the spine, but in the clavicle, the shoulders, yeah. uh, the back, the neck, you have to look at the whole, the body as a whole. I mean, how many times in people they're having that pain in the chest, but a lot of the costochondritis issue has been has been coming from scar tissue just in the very back. But yeah, you know, and, and how many times, Dr. Taylor? I mean, we're both chiropractors. How many times have you seen patients who have gotten adjusted, adjusted, but and it made it worse or just didn't get better? Right. right. Well, or that's what may have caused it in the first place. If it's caused too, in the first place. too much force, and so and then mm -hmm. there's uh, you combine that with you know. People hold a lot of their emotional and mental tension and stress in that chest area. You combine that with an adjustment at the wrong time or in the wrong way, and um, that can perpetuate and exacerbate the area for sure. Mm -hmm. So, Dr. Taylor, you know, is there hope for these patients? Is oh, absolutely, yes, yeah. yeah. We've seen uh, incredible 
results in, uh, in tremendous relief and resolution with people that have been able to knock out the scar tissue and um, get down to the whole bottom layer of the scar tissue and get, get everything corrected. And then you start working with them with exercises that are going to be specific. And some people say, hey, what exercise can you give me? Um, we, you know, there's one good exercise that we recommend for a general sense where you're lying on your back and you're doing this, lying in your, it's on our, uh, our YouTube video for costochondritis. You just put that in. There's a good, there's a good video that uh, shows you how to do that, but because it's opening everything up, but yes. really you have to uh, do a, an exercise program that's custom made because it depends on where the scar tissue is. That's causing the problem that you need to address and uh, strengthening those areas that are weak and right. stretching out the areas that are tight and problematic. So mm -hmm. you have to be really specific. There's not one catch-all. Just do these exercises and that'll resolve it, right? Right, right. So figure out the unique problem, what's going on for that unique person, and then you got to get get on the right treatment plan that is specially designed just for, for you and what's going on with you. And then also just looking at their diet. I mean, uh, diet, they're eating inflammatory foods. You have to yeah. do some testing to find out which foods are creating the inflammation in that area. And they need yeah. to start getting off of that. And they start to do that. Uh, you know, we've seen for people that continue in all of the recommendations and get all the care that they need, we've seen up to over a 90% success rate with Absolutely. resolving in everybody even from Absolutely. the first treatment, I've never had somebody that didn't respond at least positive positively in the yeah. first. Have you? No, no. Yeah, they they're excited and they yeah. feel they feel the difference. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, it makes a big difference. <laughs> Doctor Taylor, you know, you, you put up a really good video on YouTube with a with a really good explanation of this as well. Didn't you create I, a Didn't you create a video recently with costochondritis? Yes, I did. I would encourage you go to Doctor Derek Taylor DC. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Watch Dr. Derek Taylor's uh, video on his explanation. Some tips that you can even try at home. Because you know, so, <laughs> we're getting messages from people in different countries, right? In different states. Yeah. So you may but, not be able to come to the offices, but Dr. Taylor's in Florida. I'm in Torrance, right? But subscribe to the YouTube page. Watch Dr. Taylor's video on that. And then watch the testimonial on one of the most severe cases we've ever seen of costochondritis and how he got better. And then watch. Uh, and the example of the treatment that's that's done too. You can you can see that on YouTube, um, and that may help you. Yeah. So we have a, a if you're on the East Coast, and we have our office in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. If you're on the West Coast, Torrance, California, and um, you know, just we're here. I mean, there's we've we've um, it's a it's a, such a unique condition. This is why we're talking about it. But I, I I have yet to find something that that is more effective for reducing the effects of costochondritis than um, breaking up the adhesive scar tissue specifically where those issues are. And um, have you have you come across anything that's no you know more effective for that? Right, and then just just getting just working on getting that inflammation out of there. You know? Right. So. Anyway, Dr. Dr. Taylor, any closing thoughts at all before we uh, sign off here? Uh, just there's hope. There's yeah, hope. There's that. a lot of hope. I mean, people, they come in there at their wits end. Some people have been um, 
it's been extremely uh, debilitating and depressing for them, uh, suffering with this without any answers, but there is hope and it can be resolved. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Taylor, for your time. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really hope this, this information helps you out and don't hesitate to reach out uh, for additional uh, uh, just, just help uh, during this time. So thank you very much. This is Dr. Hudson Taylor and Dr. Derek Taylor signing off. Have a great day.